Welcome to the Sticks and Stones and Broken Bones podcast with Rock Valley Physical Therapy. When you're looking for solutions to pain, we are here to help. Whether success for you means lifting a grandchild, getting back to work, or simply walking up the stairs without pain, Rock Valley Physical Therapy is here to help with compassionate, expert clinicians whose goal is to make care as fun and easy as possible. Each episode, we will spend time learning from healthcare providers and patients in hopes of offering solutions to your own aches and pains. Welcome back to Sticks and Stones and Broken Bones, the Rock Valley Physical Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Sam Huey, recording from Waukee, Iowa. Uh, we are going to do part two of a series with Larry Radigan today, one of our therapists uh, specializing in workplace safety, work, workman's compensation, employee wellness, all that good stuff. Um, Larry spent some time with us on the last episode talking about office ergonomics, uh, whether that's at home or in, in a workplace office. Um, so today we were going to talk a little bit more about industry ergonomics and what that looks like. Uh, Larry, do you want to give us kind of a, a background on what that even means, industry ergonomics? Yeah, so, you know, certainly er- ergonomics is, you know, just really a balance between a job demands and work capacity. And so what you're really trying to do is, is evaluate somebody's readiness to go back to work or, or how, how that job fits to them. Um, the, the misconception is that we need to fit a, fit a job um, or fit the employee to the job. Uh, you know, ergonomics is really trying to fit the job to the employee um, and, and, and job placement. So um, it, it's a big part of therapy. It's a big part of uh, rehab. Um, it's a big part of every industry, and there's you know more and more standards on what was required of them. So um, yeah, it's a big part of big part of what I do. So oftentimes, are you going out to a factory setting, for example, um, or a warehouse or lumberyard, and looking at the actual job that that's being described? Yeah. Um, so there's some specific things. Sometimes it's a request. Uh, sometimes a therapist needs a little bit better understanding of what the person does. Uh, physicians oftentimes don't really have a clue when they're making work restrictions for whether somebody goes back to work. So they want a little bit of a better idea. Uh, sometimes they, you need a job match. Maybe somebody did a functional capacity evaluation and they don't know if they match the job. So I go out there and look at the job. I work with the safety departments, human resources, uh, even health, you know, nurses about identifying those. And there's some specific things that we we look at when we look at that job. So, you know, it's it could be first shift, second shift, third shift. It could be all sorts of weather, uh, inside outside. So we make it work. Whatever we need to evaluate the demands of the job. But you've seen some interesting stuff over the years with that. Um... Anything that tends to be kind of a common theme or maybe with, maybe with different industry, it's different, but what do you see there? Well, when you, when you look at industry, um, there's different things that you look at. Uh, the tendency is for people to really focus on the weight of things and not necessarily how they lift. I think companies over the years have had a push with, from OSHA, you know, Occupational Safety Health Administration, to really keep things at a more manageable level whether it's under 50 pounds, 40 pounds. So a lot of the industries, I see that a little bit better is they're doing a good job keeping the weights under, but they lift you know, the object they're lifting, how they're lifting, um, it may not be ideal, but it's the other factors that we, we look at. Um, it might be, you know, the clutter that causes them to do extended reach. It could be the repetitive nature. 
you know, um, between when you add up the number of tasks that they do, somebody might be reaching, you know, 10, 15,000 times a day um, above their shoulder. And so they look at one task, you have to look at multiple tasks between gripping and reaching. And so those are the things I see a lot more common with upper extremities, uh, the bad positions they're reaching. It may not necessarily be the weight they're lifting, it's how they lift. Um, there's a lot less uh, issues with the back because of all the occupational safety requirements that they put in, um, a lot less bending. They got hoist and, and fork trucks and things like that that we see that do a lot more of the lifting. When people do get hurt, sometimes it's just they're taking shortcuts. You know, it's not all the time. They take short, shortcuts. They want to get stuff done faster. So those are the common things, things I see in, in, in the workplace um, and industry. Um, so, yeah. How does that work, Larry, from, I don't know, from a liability perspective, let's say, when somebody maybe isn't following the, the protocol or the rules at work and they, they take that shortcut or they, you know, do something that maybe isn't by the book and then they get hurt? What, is, what does that look like? Yeah, you know, some companies are, have a really good system. A larger company has a good system, a documentation system. Um, you know, it might be on a point system that, you know, they say, hey, you know, you, you're going to be written up for doing something wrong. Um, in, in the wrong manner. So they investigate that. Um, they have a whole system. Some of these larger companies have a whole system and investigate that. Um, and, and rarely is it, you know, go to, uh, you know, firing or, you know, letting them go. It's usually some type of reprimand if they do something wrong. But most part, most of the thing I see right now, and, and it goes to the environment that we're going with now is, a lot of companies are trying to hire people, um, so they're cutting corners on training. And so they just may, you know, may, we need you here instead of a month-long training process. We need you now, and so you get an, a week and a half of training. So sometimes their injuries are not because they, you know, they were trained on how to do something, but why don't you do it this way? Why is this unsafe to do it this way? So sometimes they have to eat that a little bit that they, maybe it was because they weren't trained well enough. Um, so we see a lot of that now because every company's trying to hire and they're not spending the time to train because they, they're just not fully staffed. Right. And I could, I could see that in companies that, you know, workers are in strike and maybe people are moved to different positions. Um, and it's okay if you don't want to comment on that, but uh, being that you're in the quad cities, you know, um, but it's real. I mean, there's so many factors and, and digging into those factors, especially as therapists and knowing why somebody's, you know, happy with their job or not happy with their job or why they're getting hurt. It's, it's really important. Right. And it may not, it's not, it's rarely is it one factor. It's, it's rarely is it because, you know, they, they lifted something in the wrong manner or was it was repetitive and they had the wrong tool or, you know, they, they tried to grab, you know, instead of going and getting the right tool, they just use what was, and we've all done that, right? I mean, I, I've done that trying to put something together at home and didn't have the right tool, but I didn't want to get off my butt and go get the right one. So, uh, you know, did the wrong thing. So imagine compounding that over an eight hour day, 12 hour day and, and using the wrong tool. So, yeah. Right. And ultimately the companies are looking out to keep their employees safe. You know, it's, that's why the rules are in place. Um, so I think hopefully they recognize that everybody's on the same team there. Yeah. I, I often, you know, we do a lot of new hire orientations. So, you know, every company, large company will have an orientation to talk about all the things that it would it takes to be, you know, the employee and, and 
from health and, and wellness and, and the, what's expected them on the job, we're able to get in there and, and talk about, um, you know, what are some of the, the risk factors on those jobs, show some of the, you know, exercises that might be helpful to do on a, on a regular basis. Um, so, you know, with those new hires, you, you recognize that, um, you know, th they may not necessarily understand everything that, that you're telling, telling them. And so you get to them earlier um, and, and tell them exactly what's expected of them. Um, it's a little bit easier to decrease those risk of, of those injuries um, by, you know, from the training standpoint. Yeah. So let's, let me think of this as like a, the analogy of a sports team, right? If, if you're at a job that's very physical, you know, a basketball player is not just going to lace up his shoes and go play basketball, right? He's going to hopefully go through a proper warm up, get his muscles loosened up, get ready to play. The whole team's going to do that together. I know I, I've seen some companies that do that. Is that a fairly common thing that, you know, maybe a factory does a stretching warm up as a, as a team ahead of time? Or how's that? How's that look these days? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of dummy down a little bit. Um, you know, we, you know, they get insurance breaks if they have a program like that. Um, it looks good from a corporate level that they're doing things like that. Um, where, and, and a lot of companies are doing a great job with it, right? We, we see automotive industries do a really great job that they make it part of that program and they give them time to do that as opposed to some companies that give you five minutes and, and it doesn't have the support from the management as much. Um, so you, you start it and, and, and some people that really are invested in it do a good job. Those that just don't want to take the time. So it's, it's a little challenging. So, you know, that's part of the thing that, you know, from our standpoint, we, we have something to go off of, you know, if they're injured, we can uh, go back to those exercises. Are you doing them? Are you doing them correctly? So. There is some pre-warm-up stuff. I'm, I'm a big promoter, not necessarily from the pre-work uh, stretching routine, is things that you can do during the day based on the activities. If you're doing a lot of repetitive gripping, you're going to stretch your wrist a little bit more often. If you find that you're, you're bending over a lot and working in a bent-over position, you might have to just stand up straight and, and bend backwards a little bit. Um, if you're sitting in a, in a fork truck or if you're sitting all day on a job, you know, your hips are going to get tight. So get out frequently and stretch. So similar to office ergonomics, you know, those tasks have certain either static or dynamic uh, st uh, stresses on your body that it's going to be better if you stretch throughout the day and then probably at the end of the day from a recovery. So it's a little bit different from a, from a standpoint of, of maybe an athlete trying to do some dynamic warmups. I think it's good, but it's uh, to me in, in the industry, it's probably better to do it during and then post for recovery. Yeah. So to even simplify that, if you're doing one thing all day long, the, probably the, the break your body needs is to do the opposite, right? Like you said, if you're bending forward all day long, we need to stand up and arch back the opposite direction a little bit. Correct. And then if you're bending, you know, working up overhead, you, you know, your back's in extension. And, and so sometimes you need to stretch your back a little bit more into flexion or bending forward uh, type of thing. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I think it's good. It's better than nothing. Um, the ones that are successful with it have, you know, the management are doing it right with them. Yeah. I think that top-down commitment would be, would be huge in, in something like that, implementing and keeping up with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, from my standpoint, it's, you know, I really, 
I feel really comfortable going into, into companies right now and, and identifying those aggravating factors and, and passing those on. And, and it goes like, go, feeds into what stretches are they doing? What activities are they doing? What are the aggravating factors? Um, you know, what are the work demands from anywhere from lifting to, to repetitive reaching? You know, certainly the, the personal protective equipment that they use, you know, their gloves. You know, one of the examples I see a lot in, in an in industry, um, you know, does a lot of assembly tasks is sometimes their gloves are too tight. And so they're really squeezing instead of, you know, squeezing, you know, 50 pounds of force just to squeeze a glove on top of holding a, a device and squeezing. And so imagine, you know, 10,000 times you're squeezing this with 50 pounds or 30 pounds of force, they get fatigued. You know, you start having issues with that. So having the right PPEs or the right personal protective equipment, um, you know, their glasses being foggy or dirty, they tend to bend over and, and really get close because they can't see. Um, those are things that, you know, people don't look on a, on a regular basis. You know, that's some of those things we call the, uh, you know, um, some work uh, habits or administrative things. You just make sure you can get those. You know, it's not always about an engineering fix on the job where you have the hoist or get something to make the workstation. It's it's sometimes it's, it's what they're doing, job rotation, that can really make a big difference in the employee habits. Yeah, it reminds me of like sometimes the simple fix is like, you know, just looking at the job, right? The guy that comes in with sciatic nerve pain and realizes he's been sitting on his wallet for two years and that's what's causing his pain, right? Like we don't have to yeah. overcomplicate these things sometimes. Yeah. And most of the most employees, when you get in there and you can, you know, you can do what we call job coaching. I do a lot of job coaching where I assess their complaints. What are you doing? What do you think it's from? They may be like, I, I don't know, you know. So you go right out to the job, you assess it, and, and you make some recommendations. And and ninety percent of the employees are happy, and they 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 get it right. They they get this mechanical. Tell me what I what I'm doing wrong. Tell me how to fix it. How to you know, you know what I can do to improve it. And it and they'd be like, oh yeah, I never thought of that. So you get a lot of that. And you know, and going to what we did the you know the last podcast is. You know, we want to get that out to the patients to ask the right questions. And we want to get the therapist to ask more than, you know, what are you doing and, and how are you doing it? And, and digging a little bit deeper to what you're doing outside the clinic. Yeah, that's great. I suppose a lot of those mechanically minded people that you work with probably even have some ideas or suggestions of their own. Once you tell them or point out what the problem might be, you know, they probably can think of some solutions too. So, Yeah. Yep. And that's part of ergonomics is, you know, a lot of these employees, they've been doing it long enough. They have some engineering thought process for how to fix it. It's just being able to do, is the cost there or is the budget there to fix that bigger item? Or is it, uh, you know, is it something that they have to put on the list of, okay, down the road, that'll be something we can implement. Talk to HR, right? Speaking of HR, if I was somebody sitting at home listening to this, that owns my own company and maybe is interested in learning more about, you know, Rock Valley's work wellness, uh, employee wellness type uh, services, what would be a good way to, to reach out and contact somebody about that? Yeah. So uh, Ken Asta and myself, um, who certainly could be calling, calling uh, the office or, or emailing us and, and letting us know. I think we have a whole host of opportunities to really, we try to customize 
to what an employee needs, of really figuring out um, what an employee, what an employer, uh, you know, where their trouble areas are. You know, what are the hot spots that we need to address, and see if we can meet those. You know, and and coming out and just sitting down with you and just evaluating those things. So, you know, through email is a good one, or uh, you know, I don't know if we can provide a, a the number um, with the podcast here. Uh, yeah. Reach out. Or, or go online. I mean, I think we have through our website, we should have some of that information. Yeah, I can include that information on the caption here. Um, and I wanted to point out too, that even though we are physically in Iowa, Illinois, and Nebraska, Larry, we do have the capability, correct, to help companies and workers outside of those three states? Absolutely. Yep. We've, uh, you know, we've done some things in Wisconsin, um, you know, certainly in Minnesota a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we want to reach out to as many people as we can. We have, uh, you know, connections with like pre and post employment stuff with a big corporation like WorkSteps um, and then other vendors that do pre and po post employment testing. Um, and th those are national companies. Um, we also have, uh, you know, with our wellness program, it's, it's national as well. We've had relationships with you know, all over the United States um, to, to deal with the wellness. And, you know, obviously now with things that are virtual, um, there's a lot of things that we can do to implement things um, where it's not always a face-to-face, -face. but I'm still a face-to-face -face guy. So I'm always happy to sit down with somebody. As we're speaking over Zoom, he says, yes. Yes. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, tools like that have just allowed us to, you know, live out our tagline of making better lives, even outside of the, the three states that we're in. So, Larry, I think that's our time for now, but um, I'd love to have you back on in the future. We can, I'm sure there's plenty of other topics we can, we can jam on for 15 minutes or so pretty easily. So, uh, <laughs> appreciate your time again today. Appreciate it, Sam. Thanks yeah. for having me. Always good to talk. Thanks for everybody for listening today. Remember to check out the website at rockvalleypt.com or our Facebook for more information about Rock Valley and our employer health services. I will put the phone number um, for Larry and Ken in the caption of the podcast if you're looking for that. And Rock Valley has over 50 clinics serving Iowa, Illinois, and Nebraska. And our employees live out our tagline every day with the goal of making better lives. 